You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. Today with me I have Kenneth Vogt and he is a man who has been there and done that. He had the stodgy title at a traditional company, controller for a manufacturer, a sexy title at a splashy company, principal solutions architect for a fabulously successful.com, but mostly he has been an entrepreneur for over 35 years, a long time, a long time, Kenneth. And uh, Kenneth created one of the first e-commerce websites for a Fortune 500 company way back in 1997, and he has rode the internet ever since. Having worked in entrepreneurial enterprises, large and small, he is uniquely qualified to provide clarity about what it takes to create, run, and even recreate life-sustaining businesses. Hi, Kenneth. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. You? I'm great. You know what I, the first question I have, <laughs> let's, let's, before I ask you to, if you want to add anything, mm-hmm. is what do you mean by recreate life-sustaining businesses? That uh-huh. really caught my, my imagination, like recreate. Okay, you can create them, run them, but recreate, what happened? Sure. Well, there was a time in recent history where being in business meant that you were practically had to be a carnivore. It was kill or be killed and you did whatever you had to do to stay alive. Oh yeah. And and it meant that ethics were of secondary consideration, but something has shifted in the world and now it's actually becoming useful to businesses to be good citizens themselves and to have morals and and to to exhibit their ethics in the world and you even see it in some marketing campaigns these days i mean i see something like like subaru you know subaru is all about love well that's an interesting thing to say about a wow. motor vehicle but it's <laughs> yes. their marketing because they've recognized there's value in this and that, that's that's just one example of a big company but there are many big companies and small companies that are realizing that what's going to keep them going and it's going to make, make them stay alive is that they're doing good in the world and that it's not just that somebody got their money's worth, but that they're leaving a footprint that's going to be beneficial after they're gone. Boy, am I glad I asked that question. And do you want to add anything else about yourself? Well, it's just, uh, as you noted, I have been around for a while, but I definitely am young at heart and I, I made sure that I keep working with younger people because I, I love the prospects for the future. I, I want to see everybody be able to do the things that weren't possible to be done before. And I mean, so much has changed just in technology, but, but a lot has changed in attitude. So now that there are some possibilities that never existed before, and I probably won't live long enough to do them, but, but you will, <laughs> and, and other people that are a bit younger will. I mean, it's not like it's multi-generations away. It's close, so you want to be a part of it. Well, I, for one, want to, at least in my lifetime, to drive a flying car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were promised this stuff. That should have happened yes. like the century. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already late, so... I don't know what happened, but I'm still dreaming about one. 
Especially exactly. each time I sit in traffic, I say, if we could only fly. <laughs> and well, Kenneth, it's going to be a self-flying car when it happens. Understand that. <laughs> um, and Kenneth, with what story would you like to, to start? What would be your cup of poison? The success story or the failure story? Um, I, I can go either way. <laughs> Ask me your questions and I will answer. Let's mix them up. Let's start with the leadership failure story. What what would what would that be? Okay, um, there was a, a dot com that I was deeply involved in from 1999 to 2001, and it was it was kind of a breakout for me. I had worked for myself for forever up to that point, and you know with the with the the gig as a controller for a company for three years yes. in the middle there. I didn't think I was ever going to go back to working for somebody else. But with what was going on in Silicon Valley then, it was just too exciting. And the opportunities were too vast. And so I signed on with this company called Octane Software. And what they did at the time was somewhat revolutionary among entrepreneur, uh, um, um, enterprise level software. It's not okay. something you probably know about now, but at the time it was really cool. And there was so much opportunity going on. And in Silicon Valley itself, there was so much going on. Yes, and all is. these companies were interconnected. And, and so it was, just, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. But the person who was the CEO of this company, his name is Tim Gallery. And Tim Gallery okay. was just a wonderful, wonderful leader. He did a great job. He was extremely inspiring. People loved the guy. He was as hardworking as you could possibly imagine. And now he, now he's a managing director for uh, one of the the large venture capital firms in in Silicon okay. Valley called Sierra Ventures. But it it was great to watch him. And I, I have I have an anecdote of him that's pretty funny. When he was actually doing some of the sales calls at one point early on because everybody was just slammed. There were just, there was just too much to do. And he was a step up kind of guy. So he probably hadn't slept in two days and had to do a presentation with, with software that was just barely functioning yet. You know, we're just we're selling, <laughs> yeah. you know, like on the promise it's going to be done by the time we have to install it. You know? <laughs> I know the feeling. I know it. Yeah. So he was, he was in a meeting, you know, a big meeting with, with, you know, some major players of a Fortune 500 company, and somebody asked him the question, and his response was, yes. What was the question? Okay. <laughs> and that was who he was. That's who he is. He's a guy, you know, he's a guy who says yes, and we'll figure it out after that, you know. But, but uh, and he's very self-effacing. He, you know, he, he told that story to people, so it's, you know, I'm not, not uh letting out any <laughs> secrets here, but th that was the kind of guy you wanted to follow. You thought, you know, he's, he's willing to step up and work hard. He's willing to, you know, he's, he's got vision, but he's also got, he's got optimism that it's going to work out and he trusted his people. And we all felt that we all felt like he believes we're going to step up. So we're going to step up. Well, if, if that's like uh, the failure story, I cannot wait for the success one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I heard it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
okay. Well, I had the feeling. I I had the feeling that was the success one. Okay, okay. it's okay. We'll go in order. <laughs> you to pay attention. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mis I misunderstood. Uh, yeah. Okay. When no it comes problem. to when it comes to failure stories, this is the other thing, man. During the dot com time, there was so much failure going on, you just couldn't believe it. And and it wasn't all this wonderful failure that got put up like, oh, you know, you need to fail many times to succeed. It's like, no, these people are just going to fail and keep failing <laughs> because they just wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't be instructed by, by fundamentals. There's some stuff that just is, it's not going to change. Human nature is not going to morph dramatically quickly. So there's just some stuff that's always there. You got to be profitable. You got to provide a, 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 val a yes. service worth the price. I mean, just, just basic stuff that you don't, you wouldn't even have to go to business school to learn. You'd, you'd probably get figured out from high school. And, and yet people were thinking, Oh, it's a new paradigm. We can just, we can do anything we want. We can be crazy about it. And it's the thing that really, that really bugged me about some of them was there were some really great ideas out there. Some things that were really going to be valuable. And like, I, there's one company and I, and I, I hesitate to name them because they, they went under, but they had a great idea. And now that great idea is being done by multiple companies. And, okay. it, and it's just, they could have been the ones, but they just, they just weren't paying attention to reality. And sometimes you just have to accept that. Even, even with optimism, you still have to see that, you know, I don't yet know how to walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and that's an important thing. Because sure, failure is good as long as you learn from it. And the most important part of it is the learning. If you rebuild, you start. You live long enough to learn it. Because sometimes <laughs> that, that, you know, that failure kills you. And, you know, so yeah. you, you got you to be careful about this, this, uh, this earnestness to fail. Let's not fail too much. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, a, it's also like you sometimes you feel like feel big. Well, yeah. sometimes if you feel too big, it, there's no coming back from, <laughs> yeah, from all the collateral damage. You know, and I mean, it's understandable if, if you had a big vision and you had people backing you knowing that it, there was high risk, that's one thing if that, if that fails. But if you fail because you're just taking chance after chance after chance, that's not that's not vision. That's that's foolhardiness. It's recklessness. Sometimes you, after one, two, three failures, you better stop and look in the mirror, and maybe you'll see the reason there. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's some guy that's always there every time I fail, and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the common denominator? And do some soul searching and see how can you improve because if there's no change in you, cannot expect to to create something different the next time. Exactly. You're going to have the same habits. That's right. Oh, 35 years of entrepreneurship. What would be your leadership philosophy after all this time? <laughs> okay. So... The first thing I would say to somebody is that you don't need followers to be a leader. Now, let me sound like it breaks the definition, but the, the fact is a leader is just a person in the lead. That's it. You know, yes. you don't find leaders by looking for a mob of followers and then figuring out who's in charge. 
you know, the person who's in charge of that mob is often just a wrangler or a caretaker. And sometimes they're even an outright fraud. Uh, and, you know, yeah. politics, for instance, has an embarrassment of riches in this area. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, so aside from just being a leader, a leader does leading. That's, it's an action that they take. And that's why one of the reasons I pointed to Tim Galeri as an example. He was a guy who took action. You know, and it might not just be the labor of it. It might be the words or the thoughts or the concepts. You know, if he's somebody that's always talking. You, you, you were never in a silent room with him. <laughs> he was always trying to nice. put out there, you know, constantly. And so, um, yes. you know, this, this is this is somebody that they're they're deep in their they're deep in their own their own realm, and 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 they project it out, and they can't stop doing that. And you have to develop that that habit. You got you to take action on what's, what's rattling around in your head. Because you may have some great ideas, but if you can't communicate them to people, it's going to be hard to turn them into reality. And most of us can't really achieve everything we hope to achieve alone. We're going to need help. We're going to need support. And the only way we're going to get it is if we can get the message out there. Yeah, but if you cannot lead yourself first, it's hard. Exactly. Yeah, it takes. And it's it's basically the same skill. Sometimes it's harder leading yourself than uh, leading other people because if they're driven, it's easier. But you have to provide your own motivation to to follow your own instructions. Exactly, because you know you know what a fraud you are. <laughs> you know all. You know where all the bodies are buried. You yeah, know, exactly. Checking your armor. You know. We have to, and we you know, we have to obviously get past that and realize, you know, something. The other people that succeed, they too have flaws, and yet they succeed. So there's no reason that you can't join them. Yeah, exactly, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this show to show like it's not perfect and it's okay to not be perfect, but to take action and become. The goal is to become better with time. It's, exactly. it's not to stay the same. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Be, be as good as you can be right now, and tomorrow, you know, you better be better. Yes. And uh, for aspiring leaders, what would be your top three tips you would have for them? Okay. First off, you have to have a mission. If you don't have a mission, something that just that just lights the flame in you, that just excites you, that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning, you're you're gonna burn out. You're going you're gonna to hit some, some walls and go, you know what, why am I bothering with this? Whereas if you have a mission, you're like, I don't care. I can take, I can take whatever comes my way because I see this thing. I want to bring it to reality. So that's one thing you've got to do. Yes. If you don't have that yet, it's okay. But don't, <laughs> don't get started until you do. Look for it. Find it. It's hard. It's that. hard to find your mission. It's not easy. Well, it is, and uh, and uh, I do work with some people on that kind of thing. <laughs> but you know, there's, sometimes there's... you. I'll go ahead. Sometimes you feel you found your mission and you start doing it, and you realize, nope, I was wrong about this. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. That is yes. a wonderful thing. You you know, and it's okay. It may open the door to what your mission will be, and maybe you had to go through that process to even see what your mission will be. But keep your eyes open. There's something there. The next thing you got to do is once you're operating on this, you have to honor your word. 
And I say honor your word rather than keep your word because sometimes due to circumstances beyond your control, you can't keep your word. You want to, but honoring your word means that you do what you say you will do. And when you can't deliver on what you say you will do, you get in front of it. You tell people, you tell them early and often, I'm not going to make it. So here's what I'm doing about it. Or here's what I can do instead. Or I need help to make it. So please help me. That yeah. is, is, you know, honoring your word is very, very powerful. And people will give you the benefit of the doubt. You think, oh, I don't want to tell them that I'm going to fail. You know, well, guess what? They're going to know. <laughs> They're going to find out soon. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, so let them know early. And they're going to find out, you know what, this is a guy I can trust because if something's going to go wrong, I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to hear about it quickly, maybe in time to do something to help. Then the third yeah. thing I would say is you must exemplify humility. And if you, that sounds like it's absolutely at the odds with being some kind of leader. Like, you know, how can I be humble? Well, you have to be humble. Humility isn't saying that you're small or weak. It's saying, I don't know everything. Well, I don't have all the power in the universe. Sometimes uh -huh. I need some help. Sometimes I don't know the answers and I got I to gotta get some input. When you're, when you're humble, again, as a leader, people see you as like, wow, he's for real. He's a human being. And you think that, you might think that all oh, people won't want to follow somebody who's, who's humble. Exactly the opposite is true. We, people love humility. They want to follow that. They trust somebody like that. So be that guy. Who wants to follow somebody that's always bragging? They're the best. They're the greatest. Everything they <laughs> yes. touch is a success, but everything the team touches, eh, not so great. <laughs> exactly. You know, what, do they need? what does he need me for? He's, he's already perfect. And by the way, if anything goes wrong, you're gonna, I'm going to get blamed. Nobody wants to follow that. Yeah. And the only way to honor your word is by being humble. Because you have to be able to be open and say, look, I did everything people have to see to understand that I did everything I, in my power to achieve what I said I'm going to do. It's not mm -hmm. working. How can you help me? And you have to be humble to be able to ask for help. Exactly. And I, I will give you a bonus fourth point, and it's kind of related to this. Oh, yeah. The opposite, the opposite thing of humility is pride. And I don't mean a healthy self-esteem. I mean pridefulness, thinking you're greater than you are. When you think you're greater than you are, you'll never ask for help. You'll never recognize your own flaws so that you can, so that you can either improve them or get rid of them. It, pride is, a, is immensely dangerous. And if you, can, if you can set aside pride and instead replace it with humility, you will be far more successful. Oh, yeah. That is powerful stuff. Um, and Kenneth, if you had to think about one book that had the most profound impact on you, what would that be? And that was a tough question because there's a lot of great books out there. <laughs> but if I had to pick you out can say, one, <laughs> yes, one. If I had to pick out one, the one I would, one I would call, uh, call attention to is Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. Okay. That was cool. a really eye-opening book for me. I am learning about so many good books that I didn't know about <laughs> previously. Yeah, Always David Hawkins is a, he's a very interesting character. He's a, you know, a PhD psychologist and MD, and yet his, the books he's written have all been 
call them spiritual, but, but he's, he's very much a scientist and, you know, he did a, uh, he, <laughs> the paper that he did on this topic of power versus force, he did in association with, uh, with another scientist who was a Nobel laureate. <laughs> you know, it's, it's oh. serious stuff. It's not, it's not all, you know, sometimes people are afraid of the, call it the woo-woo end of things, but this is a serious scientist too. And so whatever direction you're coming from, I, I think he's really got a great, he's really got something interesting to talk about. And they can be appreciated by, by anyone, wherever they're coming from. And it, it can really help you too, because if you're, if you're at, a, at a dark place, he shows you exactly how to get out of it. And, you know, and he's a trained psychologist, so his, he's just on automatic for that stuff. But there's so much more than that. If you're in a good place, he will show you how to get to, to a blissful place. It's, it's terrific. And how did you help you personally? Like for yourself, how, how did it impact your life? Well, one of the things he talks about is what he calls levels of consciousness. And I mean, I'm talking about actual measurable levels and just realizing where I was on the scale and what was below me and what was above me really opened my eyes and it made moving up the scale a lot easier. And it also made not falling into the lower ends of the scale a lot easier. Yeah. Cause you see it coming going, Oh, I can head that off before I get to that. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Now I'm more interested in, in reading the book, especially if it gives you like clarity or a way to evaluate yourself. So yep. you can see exactly oh, where am I, where I'm going, how can I get there? Yeah, and he, he wrote something like 10 books, but this is the foundational book. It's the one to read. If you can only read one book by David Hawkins, Power Versus Force is the one. Perfect. And Kenneth, if uh, people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Well, my website is Veracloritas. That's V-E-R-A-C-L-A-R-I-T-A-S. Veracloritas means true clarity in latin that's the idea behind like it, it. Yeah. Um, there's there's quite a few articles on, on the website that would benefit anyone but especially somebody who's an entrepreneur and if you're a company founder and you have succeeded that is your company has survived and you're getting to a spot where you're starting to wonder if the company is going to outpace you where where you're going to be sitting there one day going you know what i'm not qualified to run the company i started <laughs> Those are my clients. Those are the people I help. So if you're, if you find yourself in that spot or thinking you're going to get to that spot and would like to head it off, I, I would love to work with you. I do executive coaching for founders of companies and uh, it, I've met some wonderful and amazing people that way. And uh, I, I, I think I could say that I, I've uh, had a lot of success with them. So if you're a founder, or you know a founder who has a runaway success, uh, maybe he's going to be the, have the next unicorn around the block, <laughs> and he is starting to be overwhelmed by the situation, reach out to Kenneth. He's going to help. That's his specialty. And it's an interesting specialty. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun for me. For I've been doing this for the last seven years. And you know it all started because I, I was reading all of the, the blogs and all of the books of all kinds of, of entrepreneurs and, and leaders in that space and in, in coaching. 
but there were certain things I was just never hearing that no one ever talked Nobody about. Nobody was helping successful people. Well, a lot of people were helping successful people, but there were certain things that I had learned over the, over the years that I thought surely some of these experts would be providing, but they weren't. I thought, hmm, maybe I know some things I better share with the world before I die. <laughs> so <laughs> Great. Exactly. So I, you know, that's how, that's how this all started. And that's why I started writing articles for, for this. And, you know, there's 72 articles on the website uh, on quite a variety of topics. But then I realized there was a system there and I could, I could take that and I could help people implement it. And, and especially the people I was drawn to help were those entrepreneurs who had started companies. That's amazing, Kenneth. I want to thank you for um, coming on the show as a guest. It's been a pleasure, pleasure. talking with you. Thank you very and much. Bye-bye. Bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share, please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.